The road to becoming an artist has many twists and turns along the way. When you're called to God, however, there is not one of those twists or turns that's without purpose. Howdy, disciples, and welcome to the Creator's Calling Podcast. My name is Kurt Madsen, and I'm the host of the show. And on today's episode, I have as my guest Gino Santa Maria. Gino is a wonderful landscape painter. He's based in St. Louis, Missouri. And he has a powerful story to share with you that will be so encouraging. If there's ever a time where you have been unsure, you've ever doubted, the Lord's faithfulness. Get ready to be built up and strengthened, disciples. The Lord has so much for you in this episode. So with all that said, let's sit down and talk with Gino. Gino Santa Maria, welcome to the Creator's Calling Podcast. Thank you very much, Kurt. I'm very excited to be here today. You know, I I have been looking forward to this for so long. Uh, you have such a wonderful story uh, to tell. Your work is just fantastic. It, 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 there's just so many things I think that, that the Lord's going to be ministering to people about. And I so appreciate you coming on and uh, be willing to share all of this. It's just really, really wonderful. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to, to what you have to share and what the Lord does here. Let's start off with just give us a little bit of your, your personal background, you know, uh, your your where you were raised, that kind of thing, where you live, that kind of stuff. Yes, of course. Uh, so I am originally from Peru. I was born in the northern part of Peru, uh, beautiful mountains and everything. So from an early childhood, I uh, wanted to be an artist. And uh, uh, the, the landscape is so breathtaking that uh, my twin brother and I, that's all we ever wanted to be, artists. Mm-hmm. My father was in politics, and, uh, you know, we were uh, considered the first family in town, in our small town in northern Peru. So we grew up with a lot of uh, uh, comforts and, and so, but we, you know, as children, we were forced to go to church, which mm-hmm. I hated every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... Um, uh, then, you know, when the time came for my brother and I to, to go to college, my father asked what we were interested in doing. And, of course, we quickly said that we wanted to be artists. So my father said, look, I, I tell you what, I, I'll catch you a deal. Uh, I'll pay for school, study something useful. <laughs> and he emphasized <laughs> useful. And uh, then... Once you finish, you can do anything you want to. Deal? I said, deal. So for whatever reason, I chose a branch of genetic engineering called limnology. Limnology deals with the study of species in continental waters. So at the time, I I had turned into an atheist because I just didn't see any reality of God in my life or anywhere around me, really. So it was in college that uh, the whole thing began. <laughs> no kidding. Now, you, you're in St. Louis, right? You live in St. Louis now? Yes, I am in St. Louis. 
Now, what brought you up to, uh, how, how did you end up in St. Louis coming up from Peru and that? How did that work? So, obviously, you know, God, without a shadow of a doubt, brought me to this country in 1981. But before that, let me backtrack a little bit to to tell you a little bit how the Lord uh, started um, working in me. I was uh, getting ready for college. And uh, I had turned into a some sort of a disgusted atheist because I really didn't see that God was real, and I never met anyone that uh, reflected anything about God whatsoever. So I, my brother and I attended a science academy to prepare for college, and uh, uh, during this time, I really. I mean, <laughs> I acted very badly, you know, partying and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And my life was just absolutely empty and voided. Uh, when I started college a year later, uh, actually, you know, a year and a half into college <clears throat> in biochemistry lab, I met someone and this person, you know, introduced himself as a Christian. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just absolutely absolutely made me almost mock him, really. I told him, and his answer actually changed my eternity. I told him, you Christians have committed intellectual suicide by believing the Bible, really? (laughs) (laughs) His answer was, literally, this is what he said, you know, dude, that is the most awesome answer I've ever heard. (laughs) Do you mind sharing with our group? You know, we meet yeah. in professor's home and we study the Bible. Do you mind coming over and sharing what you just told me? So, you know, I went to show them a thing or two. But halfway through the meeting there, I just, I don't know. I suddenly almost like stopped listening to everything they were saying. And my life started running in front of my eyes. A life without a purpose. And of course, I was struggle, struggling mightily. Uh, with some aspects of science that didn't didn't answer evolution. You know, science is is science. You know, it does not lie. And it does not point to evolution. We would need literally billions and billions and billions of years more to develop the simplest of all organisms, like even an amoeba, a part of an amoeba. So I had these existential questions that I couldn't resolve with, with scientific knowledge. So at this point, you know, in the middle of my struggle, I knew God was touching me in this meeting. And so I started seeing my life like in a movie, empty, without a purpose. And I realized there has to be something more to life. So utterly confused, I started crying. And I'm going, oh, no, here I, here I am trying to show them that they are, you know, uh, foolish, believing this. And I'm crying. Mm-hmm. So I excused myself. I went to a back patio and the professor followed me. He said, God is touching you. The Holy Spirit is really speaking to you. Why don't you respond? I said, I don't believe in God. Besides, I said, I'm a scientist. <laughs> and he said, I'll tell you what, so am I. Um, let's pretend you're the laboratory, you know. Mm-hmm. So ask him. But be sincere. Don't, you know, don't pull the wool over his eyes. You know, just tell him, God, I don't believe in you. I don't think you are real. But if you are, 
you know, I want to know you. And I did just that. Something happened, Kurt, in that very moment that was undeniable. I just felt as though his presence was just absolutely filling me, cleansing me. For the first time in my life, I felt utterly loved, forgiven. Just everything changed for me from that point on. Some people's lives change, you know, little by little when they become Christians. Mine changed radically. I mean, it was the Jesus movement in Peru in the in the late 70s, you know, and so there was a revival going everywhere. So that is the background in which, uh, you know, God touched me. Now, the Lord told me that he was bringing me to the, the United States, that he had plans for me here, but I had no idea how. But he, through a miraculous series of events, brought me to this country, uh, including one, really, that, and this is one of many, actually. I was coming with $80 in my pocket, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and a lady walks up to me, a lady whom I knew, and she said, the Lord asked me to give you this last night. And I said, thank you very much. I put it in my pocket. Once the plane took off, I opened it, you know? And mm-hmm. I opened the envelope and there were $800. In 1981, that was a little bit of money, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up actually attending the City of Light School of Ministry in Kingwood, Texas, north of Houston. I believe that the Lord was calling me to be a, a pastor. So I became an ordained minister in 82. And I tried by every means possible to, to get into the ministry. But God just closed every door. So at that point, I understood that he was calling me to be a, in full-time ministry, but as an artist. Mm-hmm. That's how I ended up uh, uh, in, in the United States. Now, as far as St. Louis goes, I was working for a Fortune 500 company, and they they said we need you in that market. So I ended up here. You know, that's where I met my wife, and ended up staying here. I absolutely love it out here. Wow, that is that is a great testimony, Gino. Thank there's you. just there's so much there to uh that is it's really powerful it's like i'm just it's just rolling in my mind um all the how the lord just touched you and it was there was just an instant change and you know not everybody has that no no not everybody has that experience no and that's where you know when you hear anyone give a testimony or somebody from the pulpit most people think oh my goodness this guy probably is so close to god and or you know Mm-hmm. What people to know is that I'm just a, not only a fellow artist, but I'm a fellow struggler, really, on this journey that we call life. Uh, we all face the same issues. We all face the same temptations. We all have the sh- same shortcomings. I'm just saved by grace, Kurt. That's all. Mm. Amen. Aren't we all? That is, boy, that is just, that is so great. I, uh, that's really impactful, Gino, to hear how the Lord had moved you through to all of uh, to where you are at now. Uh, now, let me ask you this: How is it that the Lord moved you? Then you said you were, you were an artist right from the time you were you were a child. You were really had an artist's heart and were moving in that direction. Yes. Now, how did the Lord? Uh, how has He moved you into your calling? Uh, was it a process? And when you really knew 
this is what I'm supposed to do. How did the Lord guide you in that? You know, some people, sometimes we have such a hard time knowing the Lord's leadership. How did that work for you? Uh, I always knew I wanted to be an artist. Uh, engineering, six years of engineering gave me a mindset that sort of balanced the two sides of my brain, you know, the analytical the, mm -hmm. with the artistic uh, side. But uh, I went into full-time uh, uh, painting, actually, in, in 83. Uh, and then, you know, I lived in Kerrville, Texas, uh, you know, the Cowboy Artist Museum and all the... I mean, I was in a gallery called the Hanging Tree Gallery, where some of the greatest artists living today <laughs> exhibited their work back then, you know? Mm -hmm like Clyde Aspevig and uh, Frank McCarthy and many, many others from the Cowboy Artist Museum. But uh, I started, I mean, I pretty much sold everything I ever painted in the gallery, but life took me in a different direction at that time. Uh, you know, I, I went into the corporate world, uh, never stopped painting, but I knew that I wanted to, to, to make a living, you know, because being the only person uh, in, in my family in this country, I didn't have mom or dad to call back and say, hey, I'm in trouble, I need help, can, you move, can I move in? I was the only one living in this country. So I always knew that if I didn't make it, I would end up probably under a bridge homeless. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, over the years, I went into the corporate world and, uh, you know, I went into actually journalism as a, as a uh, photographer. I uh, was a contributor to Getty Images, and I cover politics mostly. And uh, I recently left that behind me and, uh, because I just don't think uh, there's much of journalism left. Mm -hmm. but, um, but now I'm in, at a point in my life where I want to continue with my career you know, as an artist, uh, until the last day that the Lord calls me home. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you've you've moved now into this part, and like I say, you were you've been a you've been an artist the whole time. Yes. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, as you move move into, especially now coming into uh, making your living as an artist, and yes. even younger when you were, you know, say back in the eighties and that, were there doubts? that you had about your calling and about, you know, becoming an artist? Were, yeah. Was there things that you just said, oh, I don't know. And then how did the Lord, you know, lead you to overcome those doubts? How how did you just keep pressing forward when things were just going, no, Gino, no, and there was this yeah. or that or whatever? Yeah, there is a scripture that has sustained me forever, you know, and that is uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm. You know, because I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to do you good and not evil, to give you a hope and a future. Now, because I speak a couple of languages, you know, I'm mm -hmm. multilingual, uh, my favorite Bible to read is the Italian Bible. And there's a way that the Italian Bible puts it, you know, puts Jeremiah 29, 11, that really, really helps me. I'm going to translate it for you. Yes. Because I know the thoughts with which I meditate concerning you, says the eternal. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Think about that. 
because I know the thoughts with which I meditate concerning you, says the eternal. God meditates with plans for you and me, saying, oh, I have this plan for him or her. Oh, my goodness. God meditates like that about us because we matter so much to him. You know, and those plans are available to us if we just surrender to him and listen to his voice, you know, and talk to him. I think talking to God is called prayer. <laughs> it's not something mystical. You know, I talk to God about everything. My children goes, they go, Dad, why are you talking to yourself, you know, while I'm working or something? And I go, no, honey, I'm talking to the Lord, actually, about this color mixture here. You know, I'm having trouble getting the right color. Here. Yeah, yeah. So I talk about him, about everything to God, about everything. That I just love that. You know, that is so interesting. You know, I didn't realize. So how many languages do you speak, Gino? Well, my native language is Spanish, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, I speak English a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing pretty good on that front, buddy. Let me tell you. Thank you so much. And then I speak Italian as well. You know, I think you are so wise there um, in terms of being able to look at different translations, especially where you have your multilingual in that. Respect. Yes. Oh, it's so rich. It is. You know, I go through uh, multiple translations when I study and as it, no matter what, you know, devotionally, whatever. And I always go back to the Greek and Hebrew and look at that. Oh, yeah. You know, to hear that Italian, that just it is very impactful. Yes. And the idea that the Lord is is meditating on those plans. Oh, it's it's just it just blows my mind literally. Now the Italian language is the closest, you know, to the Latin source and Greek, of course, has something to do with that. So mm -hmm. I just find the, the Italian uh, translation to be incredibly rich. I use a newer version now. Uh, of Italian uh, Bible that uh, I really enjoy is more modern and a lot easier to understand. You know. Yes. No. I think there's so so much to be said for that, and you've got to find the translations where the Lord ministers to you. I just, I love all yes. the translations that are available. Oh gosh, yes. And and Kurt, every single night, just about, I put my cell phone on my left ear as I go to bed, and I listen to the Gospels in Italian over and over and over every single night and sometimes you know i just fall asleep most of the time and i wake up at two or three and it's still going i turn it off at that point <laughs> and go back to sleep and this is a crazy thing right sometimes i actually start dreaming what i'm listening <laughs> so oh it's, wow it's just amazing <laughs> not oh. often but it has happened <laughs> that is fantastic what yeah. great that is just that's another you've just given so many wonderful words from the lord here yeah uh, you know his word just ministers mm -hmm. even when you think you're sleeping he's still ministering to oh, you sure. absolutely yeah it's uh it's really you know people talk of the evils of cell phones and all that actually my cell phone is one of the greatest blessings for me because it's a source of life and it's a source of you know I go on Instagram, I look at your artwork, Kurt. How can that be so bad, you know? <laughs> I look at the, yeah, the work of so many other incredible artists. And then I read the Bible and I listen to the Bible. So, uh, yes, my cell phone is a, is a blessing to me. 
Well, and, you know, I'll tell you the great thing about it, I think you're dead on there. It's it goes back to the, the technology is neutral. It's how it's applied yes. that yes. matters. And when you've got that godly application, like what you're saying here, and you're putting forth the Lord and in everything that you're doing, you know, yeah. he permeates all of that. Yes, absolutely. You sure make a difference uh, by using the technology for him and to glorify him. I think you're dead on there. That's for sure. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Gino. Um, When we talk about challenges, you know, there's so many things that challenge an artist, uh, whether it's, you know, techniques, whether it's, uh, you know, things coming that just seem to put stops in front of you. When you have these challenges, the challenges of of being an artist and of fulfilling this calling, uh, how are some of the ways the Lord has taken you through, you know, it's like Mark 11, you know, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. If anyone says of this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Uh, as you take those promises, how has the Lord moved some of those challenges or, or taken you through them to a better, a better thing where he's just, he's just taking you to a better place uh, through that. Uh, in my case, uh, Kurt, the Lord has taught me discipline. And he has also taught me uh, persistence, you know, and to to work hard. There is no substitute for hard work and commitment and passion. I am incredibly passionate, Kurt, about my work because I consider that to be my ministry, that the Lord has called me, you know, to be a creative person. He is a creator. Uh, He's the creator of the universe. In the beginning, God created the first uh, verb in the whole Bible, you know, and then God says later, I have filled Bezalel with my spirit. The first man or woman that we can see in recorded history in the Bible, that God says, I have filled him with my spirit. And he was a creator. He was commissioned to create uh, the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle and all those beautiful things. So God is, you know, he he's a creator. So I have always known that if I persevere, you know, we are going to have lean times, but God ultimately is going to take care of us. He promises, he says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be added. You know, mm-hmm. I have a little saying that I, that I always use. If God does not allow a hair from your head to fall to the ground without his consent, he's not going to allow one bristle of your brush or in your case, a little piece of clay to the ground without his consent, because you and I matter to him. He has a plan that he's meditating constantly about you and me. God is saying, oh my goodness, I have this plan and that plan. I want you to create this piece of of art. And if we just listen, if we are in tune with him, I believe that, you know, he will show us and he will, uh, we create amazing things for him. Yeah, that's really good, Gino. Uh, that's really good. The idea that you're carrying here of that intimacy of God is intimately involved in every step of the creative process, uh, no matter what our genre is, no matter what, uh, you know, could, we can be writing, we can be doing music, whatever. But if he's that intimately created, I think sometimes people miss that. I love that you uh, laid that out so clearly. Well, thank and you. It, it's something that all, all the disciples listening, that boy, never let go. Gino really gave you a word there. Uh, that is so critical that the Lord is so intimate 
with everything that you're doing there. Yes. It's important to him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Um, How, when you're working in that, how have you seen the Lord impact other people for Jesus? (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, there are several things that I do with every piece of art that I create. First and foremost, Kurt, I pray for every person that is going to look at that painting of mine. But in particular, I pray for the people who will bring the painting to their home or business that eventually purchase. And I pray for blessings. And above all, the greatest blessing a human being can experience, which is the salvation that Jesus offers. So (laughs) I really fervently pray and I believe that God will use uh, something as menial as a piece of of art to to change the eternal destiny of a person looking at the painting. So yes, prayer. And then so many times I write a scripture on the canvas as I start working. Usually that is related to the painting I'm doing. Like I, I recently finished a painting with a bunch of rocks from Arizona. And I wrote on the canvas right after I did a drawing. And I wrote, Lord, you are my rock from everlasting to everlasting. So that scripture, eventually, of course, I, <laughs> I covered that with paint. But it just reminds me of what I'm painting and what I'm, I'm painting for the purpose that God has given me and how that plays into my, you know, into my work every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. It's really good. It's, uh, I think that is so important. That's really good, Gino. Uh, now, when you're, you know, as you go through a career, one of the most important things that for those of us that, that when you are married is the role that your spouse plays. Oh, what, yeah. Yeah. So what, you know, how does your spouse, Susan, how does she, how does she fit into the whole picture as far as your work, your, in your ministry through it and all of that? And tell us a little bit about Susan too. It's really great. Uh, She's an amazing person. Uh, She's recovering from COVID-19 right now, unfortunately. But um, uh, she is uh, from San Luis originally, and uh, she has supported my work so incredibly well, you know. Uh, she she knows how passionate I am about my work, and she puts up with me with the countless hours that I spend in my studio. You know, as you know, uh, the life of an artist is a very solitary profession, so you spend a lot of time alone. You know, I go out and paint in plein air, and she has always been just very very supportive. You know, and she's always giving me advice. And, uh, you know, she wants to make sure that I do things the right way, you know, when I deal with people and in business and all all those things. So she's really a big help for me. That's, you know, that is so important. And it's great. I love it when I hear uh, with with couples and you see the spouse, because I know in our situation and so many artists, and I'm sure you know the same thing, where the spouse is just they come alongside and yeah. it can be a really wonderful combination. And yes. I've known artists where the spouse wasn't, and it was, it really was detrimental, and it was very discouraging for them. Yeah, it was. It was important to have to, to come alongside and keep encouraging them. Yes. Uh, so, she yeah, she understands that this is a call from God, and uh, what I do is a ministry. 
to God, really. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that's absolutely right. That's great. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Gino. Is there an overarching theme that runs through your work? Or what, what are the types of things that you feel the Lord's seeking to convey through your work to the viewers? Okay. That's a really good question because, and I'm going to answer that with a little story. I have a really good friend to whom I've been witnessing, you know, little by little. He's a fantastic artist here in San Luis. And one day, and by the way, we meet every Sunday at a different locations to do plein air painting. And this was a bitterly cold day, you know, where... Mm -hmm. So it happened that just he and I were the only ones that showed up <laughs> to paint. <laughs> so it gave me the opportunity to, you know, to, to, to minister to him. And he, he started telling me the, the subject of God came up. So I said, um, he said, you know, I'm not much of a church goer here. But uh, then he looked around and he said, you know, this is my church here. And I said to him, you know, wow, that is kind of what the Bible says in a way. I said, there's a book in the Bible called Romans, you know, mm -hmm. where it says that the whole creation of God speaks, you know, of his majesty, of his greatness, you know, seeing that we can see God's amazing cre creativity in the things we see out there in nature. I said, if you go to a museum and you see a painting by Rembrandt, you can actually get close to it and say, oh, my goodness. Rembrandt actually did this, you know, with his own hand. Mm -hmm. I said, it's the same here, Sean. That's his name. I said, God created everything you see here, every tree, everything to tell us of who he is. So that, in essence, explains the theme, you know, why I do what I do. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament also speaks of that, of his greatness. So that is, in a nutshell, why paint. Because I want to show God's creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you, well, you certainly accomplished that. Um, you, you, you really have a nice nice feel. And, uh, and you can see Thank the you. years of study and how the Lord has just grown you. You know, there's so many things that are there in your work. Uh, that just testify to the greatness of God and his work in your life. I think that it's just, it's really wonderful. Uh, now, what is, what do you think is the most meaningful part about being an artist to you? The most meaningful part is doing what God wants me to do, basically. Um, God is the ultimate creator because he created everything from nothing. We get to create from things he's done already. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the products that we use and also the things that we paint or sculpt, you know, which are already created things. Mm -hmm. So when, when I create, uh, it gives me the opportunity to, to present to the world the character of God. Everything is so beautifully created by God. And it's our job to arrange those elements, you know, to create a piece of art. And that means so much to me because I, I can't think of a better way to, to, to declare what he's done, you know, as a creator mm -hmm. and as a savior as well. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, that's so good. Now, you know, we're, we're coming down kind of to the end of our time here, Gino. Let okay. me ask you this. Um, 
what kind of a, what final word, how could you encourage somebody, if somebody out there right now, and they're just having a tough time, you know, they're struggling in their art, they're struggling maybe with their relationship with the Lord, uh, there's, you know, they have some struggles right now. What encouragement can you offer them and can just, the, the Lord would minister to them in terms of that, would just pick them up and listen and, uh, you know, be encouraged. Yeah. All right. So another scripture that has always sustained me is this one that says, I will never leave you. I will never forget, for, you know, forget about you. Mm-hmm. So never means never. Never means God will never leave you when you feel like it or when you don't feel like it. When you think he has abandoned you or not, it doesn't really matter. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God knows your needs. God, God knows every detail about your life. And we have to be patient with God's timing. I know I've had a lot of difficulties in my life. Uh, at one point, I lost everything I had. I had a business that went south. My heart was not in the right place, and God knew that. I lost, it was a nutritional guidance company. And mm-hmm. my, my friend and I lost everything we owned. And I literally went from driving a red Porsche to riding a bicycle to a machine shop wow. <laughs> with my lunch tied in a plastic bag on the handle <laughs> of, wow. of the bicycle. But I have always believed that no matter what stage of life you are in, God is going to take care of you. You are faithful. It's been at times for me extremely difficult, but God has never failed me yet, Kurt, never once. Mm-hmm. That's, that's quite a story. Um, when you were in, when all of that happened, how is it? I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to formulate this question properly. When yes. all of that happened, what was the biggest challenge for you in terms of how did the Lord just reassure you, I'm there? Um, that's where faith comes in. Uh, uh, so many times things look utterly impossible, you know, mm-hmm. especially living as an artist. The finances were a big deal for me mm-hmm. back then. But, um, but God always came through at the right moment, at the perfect timing. You know, when things look so impossible, like I said, he has never failed me once and never will, of course. Mm-hmm. So my encouragement is just hang in there, ask him, pray. And if God tells you to change, there are some things in your life that might be holding you back. You know, ask the Lord, is there something in my life that is preventing me mm-hmm. from receiving your blessings? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, you know, God would say, I'm glad you are talking to me today. Yes, there's something that I've been meaning to talk to you about. Maybe forgiveness, maybe saying I'm sorry, maybe calling someone that you haven't talked to in a long time. I don't know. Ask him. He'll tell you. Mm. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Hey, Gino, as uh, you know, we're now going to well, come to the close of everything here. How can people get in touch with you? Um, where can they find your work and, and uh, plug in so they can uh, can keep in, keep in touch? Thank you, Kurt. Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Gino, G-I-N-O, Santa Maria as Columbus's ship. Gino Santa Maria Art. 
or my website, GinoSantaMaria.com. Those are the easiest ways. Good. And then what, where can they see your work? Uh, is there galleries and that kind of thing as well? Or Yes, I am represented by the Missouri Artists on Maine here in, in the area and also the Heartland Art Club. And uh, uh, we are in conversations right now with a gallery uh, in Santa Fe, Santa Fe, where you, where you, Kurt, are represented too. So I'm extremely excited about that as well. Me too. I, I, I'm really <laughs> stoked about that. It's like, man, whoo, that's just a praise for it right there. Yes. Well, Gino, thank you so much for taking the time out uh, to share your art, to share your story, to share your testimony, all of these things. Uh, boy, the Lord's just been right in the middle of all of this. And I we mm-hmm. so appreciate hearing Absolutely. from you. Thank you, Kurt. And listeners, disciples, let me tell you, this has just been a great episode. And remember to like and share and even give a review to the uh, podcast on your favorite platform. That'll help it, you know, get out to more people. And you can keep in touch with me on Instagram and on Gab at the Creators Calling, uh, the handle Creators Calling. The music on the podcast is by Chris Madsen, the worship, and you can follow him on Instagram and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And join us next time as together we follow Jesus and listen for the Creator's Calling. Bye for now.